Welcome to the monthly podcast, The Wealth of Generations. If you like to build true wealth for generations, this podcast is for you. The Mindset of an Investor Plato once said in the Republic, the heaviest penalty for declining to rule is to be ruled by someone inferior to yourself. Class Structure in the Modern World One of the erroneous beliefs in America today is that social classes don't exist anymore. A moment of reflection will immediately show that significant income discrepancies exist in America today. The top 1% of American households dominate the ownership of most corporations. Whereas, working-class people very seldom own any publicly traded entities. Even when working people begin to enter the class of entrepreneurs, it is usually at the level of small business in the form of individual proprietorships. Young people are even less likely to own their own business. Many are saddled with huge student loan payments and can barely afford to begin young adult life with the purchase of a home and family raising. The table is tilted against the bottom 99%. What are the causes of this tilt? People are pushed into relying on credit for their daily consumption needs. Financial sophistication is not taught in school. Corporations for their cheap labor are exploiting young people. There is a tendency for the next higher microclass to keep those below in their place. The larger the business entity the more likely it is to be able to purchase in large quantities and also to engage in price wars with competitors, the leverage of business of scale. People dependent primarily on salary income are limited by the number of hours per week that they can work. The logic of automation, machines are cheaper than people. Most people are not prepared for their needs after retirement. Emerging as an investor. We might not see ourselves as an investor, or we might even dislike thinking about investing at all. However, this might be a fatal mistake. All of us make daily decisions about what to buy, what we trade, what we learn, and what we spend our time on. Everybody has financial obligations and some source of income. And everybody can decide, daily, how to manage each of these factors. Over the last few decades, too many of us seem to have forgotten to be and act as investors. Too many of us became super consumers, dreamers, borrowers, financial losers, pumped up with literally unlimited money from the central banks. In the 20th century, the middle class grew to be the largest group in our society, which spurred economic growth through ever-increasing consumption. That has been a good thing for all. But the times have come where the middle class, the lucky ones, found their spot in our overall wealthy nation and became more and more threatened by the instability of the same system that brought the middle class to where it is today, the current economic system. Many people in the middle class have either downshifted and now work fewer hours, or they were downsized and needed to find new employment that requires them to work longer hours. Investor Levels and Social Classes The ongoing downshifting of individuals from the middle class resulted in a unique phenomenon, we are coming apart, as Charles Murray claims in his book Coming Apart. Charles explains that a moral decline combined with the rise of poverty within the middle class creates a more divided society. For me, part of the moral decline is also the decline of well-rounded financial education and sophistication. The following diagram consists of nine boxes. Every single box represents a unique financial situation from low to high wealth combined with the financial literacy from level 0 to level 6 of a person. For example, in the lower left box are individuals who have no wealth 
and are not financially sophisticated. Important to note is that I define wealth as passive income over personal expenses, W equals P slash E, we can increase our wealth when we raise our passive income or decrease our personal expenses. Individuals seem to hang out around certain investor levels and wealth levels, as illustrated by the nine boxes. However, family values, faith, vocation, and community increasingly seem to separate the nine groups of people from each other. For that reason, these groups represent certain social classes. Figure 8.1 The modern classes in our society. How are you being treated? Have you noticed that service companies like wireless communication service companies, hotel chains, banks, or credit card companies seem to cater progressively to only some of these classes because each class has very different needs? Have you ever noticed how a representative from American Express communicates with you over the phone versus someone from, let's say, Citibank? Have you ever experienced how you are treated as a private client in a bank versus an average bank customer? When individuals become financially more literate, they move from their current investor level to a higher level, and at the same time, they might become part of the next group to their right. For example, it is a well-known phenomenon that when a person in the working class pursues a better education, he or she will likely get many new friends in the middle class and might even break with his or her past life. If you are an average investor, someone in the middle class, and if you like to improve your financial literacy, you need to change your habits, get a lot of investing experience, increase your financial skills and education. You will need friends from the higher investor levels that can coach you. There are only very few people who are part of two classes on the same investor level. For example, on investor level 2, there are people from the working class and a few people from the middle class. They all have comparable financial habits, skills, and education. However, from their upbringing, heritage, or other reasons, consider themselves either in the working class or in the middle class. The same is true for a few people on investor level 5. Some people from the middle class on level 5 have excellent financial knowledge and skills, so they are sometimes able to join up with individuals from people in the elite. I wrote this book for people who are willing to go with me on that rough and cumbersome journey that takes us from the lowest investor level to a higher investor level. It requires discipline, patience, and time. But I want to point out that we won't need any additional money for that journey. The journey will instead lead us through wild lifestyle changes, mindset transformations, and colossal paradigm shifts. In my observations, all three groups, the working class, the middle class, and the elite, avoid each other like the plague. They are entirely incompatible, except for some individuals at the edges of the investor-level bell curves. Today, these different groups have mostly nothing in common except their basic needs. For an individual, it is becoming more challenging to move from one group to another. And, as described earlier, these classes seem to grow apart more and more. The typical reader of this book is most likely interested in becoming a level 5 investor. An individual on investor level 5 or 6 is an inside investor, not to be confused with an inside trader. He or she works beyond the visible economic system. They have a network of many other level 5 and 6 friends. They have abundant social capital since they all work as a team to put mega deals together. It is indeed a very exclusive crowd. Many of them appear on television here and there or are mentioned in the financial news. They don't want to play with the average investors, which are still in the financial rat race. 
For example, in Germany, there is 1% that owns more financial assets than 90% of the rest of the population, the middle and working class, who are in the financial rat race, where their total passive income is lower than their total expenses. Who do you hang out with? In short, investors on different investor levels typically don't want to play with each other. Who do you hang out with? Can you assign individual boxes to some of your friends using the diagram before? Do I live in a bubble? So, it seems there are entirely separate groups or classes in our society that don't even really talk to each other. You might be an average investor on level 3 or 4, and if you like to speak to sophisticated, accredited investors, you need to learn the language of level 5 and 6 investors. Have you ever met one? Would they talk to you? And why? Before you try to reach out to such people, you will have to learn to speak their language, understand their motivations. You will very likely not agree with many of their beliefs and actions, and you might even oppose their thinking altogether. Not everyone is made for a world on investor levels 5 and 6. However, I ask you to think about this from this point of view. If we, as ordinary people, let the 5% of level 5 people, and 1% of level 6 people do what they are doing without even interacting with the ordinary people, they will do whatever they want. I claim that becoming a sophisticated level 5 investor, which means interacting and being able to communicate with the 5% and 1% on the same level, becomes not only an individual quest for freedom, but an obligation for the common good in future generations. The mental states of individuals on investor levels 5 and 6 operate outside of the visible economic structure. By that, they play by different rules, different tax laws apply to them, they have different purchasing and negotiation power, and they enjoy various benefits at banks and other institutions. They even have very different lifestyles and values than other people. Entitlement It is easy to understand that individuals on level 5 and 6 who receive much more significant benefits get used to these treatments, and the chances are high that they will lose contact with the average investors. They then seem to live in a bubble. Such a bubble explains why there are even stronger forces that change the typical middle class towards a more dual society, the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. This trend will continue unless average investors take action and become more sophisticated in their financial education, lifestyle, and values like family, faith, community, and their choices of habits. How do we start? There are only two things we need to become financially more sophisticated, and that is patience and discipline. Pick a trade, a skill, or an asset that you are passionate about, and then use an excellent opportunity to start a business. We can still live the American dream these days, overcome the hurdles, and go on the path from being financially powerless to the average investor and a sophisticated investor. To become an average investor we need financial education. To become a sophisticated investor, you need even more financial knowledge and vast business and investment experience to buy or start successful companies that provide us with that excessive cash, which we need to invest. Excessive cash sounds funny or too much to ask for. However, cash will pour in, like from a water hose if we have a sound business system. We will use that cash from our business to invest in assets that the average investor has no access to. This is how sophisticated investors do it. Once we have excessive cash, people will find us faster than we might wish for, and they will offer us cool investment deals that we have never thought about. 
The most comfortable and practical path to becoming a sophisticated investor is through becoming a business owner first, then using the excess cash generated by our business to invest in other assets. For the longest time, I did not understand this concept, even after reading several books about investing, I did not know how to start. Slowly, I discovered that becoming a sophisticated investor is a very long process and that I had to change many things in my life first before I can even try to become a sophisticated investor. I had an excellent education. I had a bachelor's degree and a master's degree in finance. I knew all the theory, but I was not street smart in a financial sense. When I started my new career as an investor, I felt like a kid who graduated from school, starting a new job even though I have worked as an employee for almost 20 years. But eventually, two things got me started, I founded my first company in 2008, and I studied the tax laws much more extensively. Since then, I have started an investment company, software and service company, and a publishing company with great success. Looking back, I realized that I grew up in a state where many people are financially exceptionally sophisticated. The region is the economically most prosperous country in Europe, Germany, and it is the wealthiest state in Germany, where I grew up, Bavaria. Their secret is to promote small businesses. Here is a Bavarian fairy tale from ABC News in February 2012. ABC News reported in its foreign correspondence section on February 14, 2012. Fact is Bavaria is the richest state in Germany and Germany is now the richest country in Europe. And while much of the rest of Europe is mired in the financial quicksand of a sovereign debt crisis, business in Bavaria is booming, exports are rising, and unemployment is at a 20-year low. How come? Well, the Germans have got a word for it, which is a concept that pervades their general approach to doing business. It is basically just another word for medium-sized businesses, partnerships, or S-corporations, middlestand. The German secret to the success of modest family enterprises is the saturation of the economy with small businesses. Auto giants like Audi and BMW are examples of small businesses that made it all the way to global domination. They call it middlestand. In other European countries and even in America, the word middlestand became a known term for its very strong small business entrepreneurship. The French even speak of le middlestand and recently announced to copy that idea to promote small businesses. Many say a strong middlestand is one reason why Germany has a very strong middle class, many successful companies, and many of the wealthiest people in the world. But will all these initiatives to build a strong middlestand be successful? The answer is no if there are not enough people on investor levels 5 and 6. If there are too few people who understand how to start and run a business and understand why it is so important to invest in good assets, then there will be no middlestand. Investing is like hunting. Investing is a hunting game, not a shopping game. We need ammunition, which is represented by readily available cash, and we need a whole bunch of experience to catch a wild animal successfully. Now we also know why it is essential to keep money in cash, some call keeping cash saving money. So, when we see a deer, we want to have our ammunition ready and shoot quickly. When we see an excellent asset, we want to have our cash prepared to buy rapidly under the best terms possible. Paying with cash will get us the best deal, and chances are much higher to generate good income with that asset. Freeing MY Mind Sophisticated investors can step out of their shoes and detach them from their personal life. 
The reason why this step is necessary is that they need to manage their personal finance and their investment completely separately. The average investor confronted with investment opportunities typically reaches into his savings or personal line of credit to finance the purchase of the asset. Instead, I am suggesting that the sophisticated investor reaches out to other funding sources rather than their own funding or banks. To list a few, they can do that by Organizing fundraising events Writing books to raise awareness and funds from royalties Joining service clubs in your community, like Rotary Clubs, in their towns Working closely with the local chamber of commerce